Welcome to the Fertile Womb Podcast. My name is Holly, and I'm the owner of Rosebud Wellness, which is a women's holistic health practice in Southern California. In my practice, I use acupuncture, yoni steaming, abdominal massage, and the fertility awareness method to support women on their conception journey. In this podcast, I will be sharing about some of the practices and tools that I use in my practice, and also will be interviewing women about their own personal fertility journey, as well as other professionals in the fertility space. Thanks so much for listening. Please enjoy. I cannot believe that I am here making an announcement about a Black Friday sale already. It just seems like this year has really, really flown by faster than any other year that I have experienced so far. All of that being said, I am offering a Black Friday sale of my Confident Conception course. So the course includes everything you ever wanted to know about female reproductive anatomy, physiology, tracking and charting your cycle with the fertility awareness method with conception in mind. So we also get into prenatal nutrition, optimizing both sperm and egg quality, as well as links to at-home testing kits with discounts, in addition to supplement recommendations that I typically recommend for women that are trying to conceive, as well as their male partners. So this course is jam-packed, full of information, and I am offering it at $200 off this Black Friday season. So you can use the code BFRIDAY, all in caps, BFRIDAY23 at checkout to get $200 off of this course offering. And you can find the link to join the course in my Instagram bio at rosebud underscore wellness or in the show notes of this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Fertile Womb Podcast. Today, I am going to be sharing about Chinese medicine. So in case you are not aware, acupuncture is part of Chinese medicine, and so are Chinese herbal medicine formulas. So that is typically what I use in my practice for optimizing fertility. So if I have the luxury of being able to work with women in person, which is amazing when that happens... So I'm in Southern California. If you happen to be local to me, I'd love to see you in my sweet little retreat oasis space. Um, I have a, a little unit outside of my home and it's beautiful. Lots of flowers. It's like a little fantasy fairyland. And I'm waiting for all of my garden to be perfect before I share, share pictures of it um, on my social media. But it's there and it's beautiful. And I love being able to offer acupuncture to the people that can see me in person. Although most of the time I don't have that luxury and I'm working with women virtually and I'm still able to apply Chinese medicine into our sessions because it is very much a lifestyle medicine too. So there are diet and lifestyle recommendations that I make, not only from a fertility awareness perspective and more of the Western medicine side of things, but also from a Chinese medicine perspective. And sometimes they are different or it can offer a slightly different angle that can help to be just a little bit more supportive for women than um, you know, only sticking with the fertility awareness method stuff. So that's always really fun uh, when I can weave that into. And then the other way that I can help with the Chinese medicine side of things virtually is by prescribing Chinese herbal formulas. So that I can send anywhere, which is really cool. I have a company that 
I prescribe the formula and then they send it directly to the person that I'm recommending it for. And I will say that I don't recommend that women just buy a Chinese herbal formula that says it's good for fertility because there are so many formulas that are good for fertility. I mean, I can't even tell you the number of books and resources that I have about herbal medicine, Chinese herbal medicine for optimizing fertility. And a lot of it is case studies. And in the case studies, they really break down the different experiences that women are having and how they are making their diagnosis, and then why they are choosing the specific formula and the herbs that they're either adding in or taking out based on specifically what the woman is showing up with. And it can also be used for men too. I don't work with men a ton in my practice right now, although I would really love for them to be a little bit more engaged with it too. So I'm hoping to do more of that in the future and doing more kind of like couple sessions. I, I think that would be really fun and a really great way to for couples to bond with each other too and to both take accountability on the fertility journey also. So anyway, that's a story for another day. But what I wanted to talk about today is some of the different patterns that we use to diagnose in, um, I, I don't like to call it infertility, but for ease, I will say in an infertility diagnosis or a subfertility diagnosis, there are some common patterns, although not every single person will fit into these. And many women will have a few of them going on at once. And if you have multiple patterns going on or symptoms from a lot of the different categories, it may seem really confusing at first. And that is what people like me spend their life studying this information because it is very nuanced. And so there are some symptoms that I'm going to share about that are related to certain energetic meridians or energetic organs. And even though they're related to that, they it's not ever the full picture. So hopefully it will make sense as I go. So any symptom outside of the context of the pattern is meaningless, but you can't figure out the pattern without talking about the symptoms. So that we're, that's where it gets kind of confusing and where, and it's the same kind of thing with the fertility awareness method too, because women will ask me sort of just like a random question about like, what does this temperature mean on this day? Or what does it mean if this happens to me in my luteal phase? And without knowing the full cascade of events in their full chart, I don't know the answer. And usually without knowing the other symptoms that they experience in their body too. So it, it really is a very holistic medicine that we really under, need to understand the person's whole body before we can really be helpful and supportive of that person. So I think a lot of us, myself included, we want quick fixes. One of the things that I'm working on right now is trying to figure out how to grow my business a little bit more, how to get more exposure so that more women are learning about this really, really important stuff that nobody teaches us about. And I want the quick fix too. You know, I want somebody to tell, just tell me what to do to make my business grow. And it really doesn't work like that. You have to put in the time and the effort. And it's the same kind of thing when you are working to optimize your fertility, that you are probably not going to get a quick answer from 
working with a practitioner one time or reading a post on social media or listening to a podcast. So this is all stuff. I mean, Chinese medicine, I have been studying for 15 years and I still learn something new every single time I listen to my teachers talk. So there is a never ending study um, available in Chinese medicine. And so I'm just going to be talking about some of the basic diagnostic patterns today. And I thought it could be fun if I do a series of episodes where I break them down in a little bit more detail and talk about some of the ways that you can support your body if you're experiencing any of these patterns. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be really fun for me to compile. So I hope that all of you will enjoy it as much as I will. And definitely let me know if there are things about Chinese medicine in particular or fertility, whatever, if you want me to expand on in the podcast, I'm always wanting to serve you and not just share about the things that I'm interested in. Um, although all of this stuff really does fascinate me, I also want to be the most supportive I can be um, for you, the, the listener. So um, when we're talking about fertility, we are often talking about the kidney meridian. So this does not mean that your anatomical kidney will reveal anything if you were to get an ultrasound or something of your anatomical kidney. When I'm talking about organ function in Chinese medicine, we're always talking about the energetic energetics of that organ, not the anatomical organ. So hopefully that is clear. So then we can break down kidney deficiency into kidney yin, kidney yang, and kidney chi deficiency, or kidney jing deficiency. So yin and yang, so yin would be more related to dryness or what we call deficiency heat symptoms. So like night sweats, hot flashes that are not coming from excess heat, for example. So this is where understanding the full picture of the person is really important because you could say, oh, I have night sweats or I have hot flashes. And for one person, it could be from kidney indeficiency, or it could be from so much stagnation that it's creating a lot of excessive heat. And you only uncover that over time. Vaginal dryness, limited cervical mucus could also be related to kidney yin deficiency. So we'll think about uh, dryness basically, or deficiency heat symptoms are related to kidney yin some of the time. Kidney yang would be more related to feeling really cold, especially having cold feet at night can be related to kidney yang, having a lower than then maybe you used to have libido, for example, urgent urination, diluted urination, having a lot of urine throughout the day. And this is all, you know, if it feels like, well, I'm drinking all day long, so I'm peeing all day long. If it feels like the amount that you intake in terms of fluids matches the amount that you pee out, that could be perfectly normal. It's basically just if you feel like you're kind of just having to pee all day long and it doesn't really make sense with how much you're taking in. And that would be an indication that maybe your body isn't absorbing as well. And that could also be related to kidney 
chi deficiency. So kidney chi is responsible for being able to absorb. And it also can be related to your body's ability to absorb in terms of sperm, for example. So conception relies on your body being able to absorb. So if your kidney chi is weak, it might not be able to have that happen. The implantation process would be part of that too, being able to receive, being able to absorb and hold, for example. And kidney jing would be more related. So jing can be translated to essence, which you can think about as being like your genetic material, basically. And from what I understand, what I've learned from one of my main Chinese medicine mentors is that a lot of times in Chinese medicine, kidney jing deficiency is really overdiagnosed um, in our community, in our acupuncture Chinese medicine community. And there are even classes that I've taken where they focus a lot on kidney jing deficiency and needing to tonify this person's genetic material in order to get them pregnant. And if you're older, you automatically have kidney jing deficiency. And I've really appreciated her perspective that that's not necessarily always the case. And sometimes things that look like people are really depleted in their, their jing or their essence could actually be more related to spleen chi or liver blood deficiency, for example. And we maybe don't need to jump to the conclusion that they have some sort of genetic deficiency. So um, now I will talk about spleen chi deficiency. So spleen chi deficiency is something that I see a ton in my practice. It is typically related to digestive weakness and women will tend to feel like they're really tired all the time, especially at around ovulation before and during their period, potentially after eating, having a poor appetite, bloating after eating, feeling sort of like heavy or weighed down can be related to spleen chi deficiency. And it can also show up as spotting before you get your period, which is typically related to lower than optimal progesterone levels in fertility awareness charting. But it can be related to spleen chi deficiency because the spleen chi is responsible for similar to kidney chi. Like one of the functions of chi. Um, and if you're not familiar with that term, it's basically like a vital energy, sort of like prana in the yoga world. Um, but vital energy is kind of the best translation that we have in the English language. But chi, one of its um, functions is to be able to hold in and support. So if spleen chi is weak, the blood will start coming out prematurely. So that's why it can be related to premenstrual spotting. And it's very similar to lower progesterone levels. Progesterone's function is to hold and keep the endometrial lining um, healthy and strong so that it would be able to sustain a pregnancy. So by supporting spleen chi, it's not that I'm saying that if you sp support spleen chi, you're definitely going to increase your progesterone levels. It's just kind of a, a different way of talking about a, a similar process in the body. Also feeling like you're having a, a bearing down sensation, like almost like your uterus is dropping down or, or prolapsing or even having an actual prolapse all of that can be related to spleen chi deficiency as well. Blood deficiency is often 
because of spleen chi deficiency. So some of the things that in, in the episode where I break all these things down a little bit more, I'll have more of an opportunity to share about things that the spleen really likes and things that the spleen really doesn't like in terms of nutrition, but the spleen really likes to have meals regularly at similar times each day. And it likes to have food, more food earlier on in the day. And so what many Americans do is don't eat breakfast and kind of skip lunch or have like a little lunch and they eat a giant dinner and maybe like snacks after, you know, kind of like midnight snack sort of situation. And your spleen does not like that. And so that can create spleen chi deficiency. Also just under eating or not getting good quality nutrition, all of that will impact your spleen chi or your digestive function, your digestive fire. And all of that is what produces healthy quality, enough blood and blood that can move and circulate well. So if your spleen chi is deficient, you will also probably have blood deficiency, although they can occur separately as well. But blood deficiency can show up with a light menstruation or it coming kind of late. So if you ovulate a little bit later in the cycle and you might even have a normal length of cycle overall, but let's say you ovulate at day 20, for example, and then you have an eight day luteal phase, you overall have a 28 day cycle, but both of those, both of those, the parts of the cycle are actually suboptimal. And so the only way that you would know that is if you were charting your cycle and you know, when you ovulate. So that is where fertility awareness method comes in and is so profound and so important on the fertility journey but that's not what we're talking about today. So anyways, um, the other part that you can tell about whether you have blood deficiency or not is looking at the menstrual blood. So looking at the blood can reveal so much about your system when you're looking at the color, the consistency, the number of days that you're bleeding for. And so in a blood deficiency situation, women will typically bleed for fewer than three days. So the optimal amount of days for a period to last is somewhere between three to seven days. So if you're bleeding less than that or more than that, that would be considered out of the realm of optimal. And so if a woman is having a really short period, so three days, really less than three days, or even if it's kind of getting to the three to four to five days, but it's kind of mostly spotting or very light, that could be an indication that that woman is not building up a really good quality, juicy endometrial lining that will allow for the implantation process to occur. And that would be really important for the conception journey. So, and you would, you know, you can get an ultrasound to see what the, how big your endometrial lining is getting to be. Ideally it is eight millimeters or more in order for implantation to be possible. But I don't necessarily think you need to do that because if you see that your menstrual blood is light or it's kind of scanty, very few days, if it's just very light, you're barely needing to use anything um, in terms of menstrual products, that would be an indication in and of itself that your endometrial lining is not thick enough to be able to um, sustain a pregnancy having dry or flaky skin, 
having finger or toenails that are brittle or dry, or also having ridges in your finger or toenails. So hopefully that makes sense. You could Google a picture of it. If you Google like liver blood deficiency ridges, you'll be able to see a picture. Uh, maybe if I remember, I will include a picture in the show notes because it's, it's very profound when you can see it. And I remember when I was in acupuncture school that I had really significant ridges in my nails because I was so deficient and so depleted. Losing hair can also be related to uh, blood deficiency, feeling dizzy or lightheaded after your period, or just kind of feeling overall really wiped out after your period. That can also be an indication that your liver blood is kind of depleted. Your body just really didn't feel like it had anything to give. So after this bleeding phase, your body kind of wants to just give out. Uh, blood stasis can also come from blood deficiency, but I have my, my main uh, Chinese medicine mentor in the back of my mind right now saying that blood stasis is always a branch. And so what we, we talk about root diagnosis versus branch diagnosis. So you're always wanting to figure out where any of these symptoms, where's the root of it. So basically blood stasis is never the root. So if you have fibroids or endometriosis or really severe period pain, all of that is pretty typically related to blood stasis, but where the blood stasis is coming from is usually different depending on the person. So that's where Chinese medicine can become sort of, people can start to practice in more of like a Western medically uh, centered way where they're like, this is the endometriosis formula because it clears blood stasis, or this is my fibroid formula because it reduces damp heat or phlegm accumulation. I know I'm throwing out these like random terms, but this is just to say that Chinese medicine at the heart, it does not work like that. It works <laughs> on a case by case basis where we have maybe a base formula for a certain diagnostic pattern. And then we tweak that formula for the individual person. So when we're working with blood stasis, we're always wanting to treat the blood stasis with herbs, but we're also treating the cause of that blood stasis. So one of the causes could be blood deficiency. So I use this analogy all the time, but if you think about a body of water, like a river, a running river, for example, if the water is really low, so that would be like deficiency of blood. If the blood is really deficient, it doesn't flow as well as if there's a lot of water, it's moving really quickly and really well. So that's why blood deficiency can lead to blood stasis or blood stagnation. So typically you'll see this in the menstrual blood, but not always. Sometimes women are like, oh yeah, I have bright red flow, no clotting, but maybe they have significant period pain or they have other signs of blood stasis in their system. So things that would indicate blood stasis would be that you have mid-cycle pain around your ovaries. If your complexion is a little bit dark, or if you have varicose veins or spider veins, for example, if you have lower abdominal pain, especially during or before your period, and if you push on it and it makes it feel worse, that could be an indication that it's more uh, stuckness, more excessive. Having a dark or a purplish kind of tongue, and especially if you look at the underside of your tongue, so there's some veins underneath your tongue, and if you look at those and they're 
they're kind of like distended or swollen at like out a little bit and really dark, like purplish. Um, that is a surefire uh, sign of blood stasis for sure. Um, those are just kind of some basic examples of blood stasis, liver cheese stagnation. I see in almost every woman that I work with, um, this comes from a tendency to hold in your emotional experience, um, and can result in a tendency towards feeling anger or rage, especially premenstrually. So anything that you're experiencing premenstrually is often related to the liver meridian and liver chi in particular, which is responsible for smooth transitions between the different phases of the cycle. So a lot of things that show up you know, right before your period or, or right at ovulation or right before you're about to get your next period, all of those kind of transition times, if your body's having trouble making that transition, that can potentially be related to liver chi. And that will show up in different ways with the BBT and cervical mucus production as well, which is really interesting to kind of combine those perspectives. Feeling irritable is also related to um, liver chi stagnation having breast tenderness, um, soreness, or whether it's your breast or your nipple, for example, having um, bloating premenstrually, feeling like it's a little bit painful right before you get your period. And blood stasis would be during your period and liver cheese stagnation would be before. And a lot of women have both. So if you have both, then that could just be mean that you have both of these things going on. And there are a few other patterns, although I don't see these as commonly in my practice. So I'm not going to go into too much detail, but you could have more of like an excessive type situation in your body where you're having a lot of heat symptoms or a lot of damp accumulation. So damp is a Chinese medicine term that basically just means that there's an accumulation of fluid. And uh, damp heat means that there's some damp and there's also heat. And these will show up in different ways. But like I said, I don't see these as much in my practice. I do see, however, cold uterus uh, a lot in my practice. And this is usually an extension of one of the ones that I was talking about in the beginning, which is kidney yang deficiency. So there is cold in the uterus. So the lower abdomen will typically feel colder to the touch than the rest of the trunk, for example. So these are some of the most common patterns that I see in my practice when I'm working on fertility. And like I said, I'm going to be going into each of them in a little bit more detail in a little series that I'm going to do. And I will be making some recommendations for ways that you can work with these. I'm not going to talk about specific formulas. I might give some examples, but I don't recommend ever buying a Chinese herbal formula. You can get them on Amazon. I've seen them in the grocery store. I don't recommend buying these um, tea pills. For example, I really recommend working with a Chinese herbalist. And if you need help finding somebody, if you really want to work with somebody in person uh, and you want some help finding somebody in your area, especially that specializes in fertility, that's another important part when you're working with um, acupuncture or Chinese herbal medicine, you want to be working with somebody that specializes in fertility because a lot of people will market themselves as working with fertility, but they aren't necessarily really as jazzed about it as people like me are. And you will probably not get the most optimal care when it comes to the fertility journey. And sometimes 
practitioners like that, that are very, very well-meaning and really do want to help you, you don't know what you don't know. And so I know that there have been certain parts of my practice where I would do things differently now with all of the information that I've gathered over the years. So I would just say that working with somebody that specializes in fertility, which a lot of us do, so it shouldn't be too hard to find, um, I would definitely recommend. So I'm also going to provide a link in the show notes of this episode of how to find a fertility acupuncturist in your area. Um, they're not everywhere on this list, but if you need help in your area and you don't see one on this list, please do reach out holly at rosebudwellness.com. And I hope this was helpful and interesting. Definitely let me know if you're interested in hearing more stuff about Chinese medicine. If you're interested in learning more about the fertility awareness method, then I have a very exciting announcement for you. So many women are interested in learning more about fertility awareness, but they're not necessarily ready to fully commit to the course offering that I have or the full mentorship program that I offer. So if you would like to learn a little bit more and get some more specific one-on-one -on -one recommendations about your fertility and your fertility awareness method, charting, then I have a new session offering. These sessions are 60 minutes in length. And in this 60 minutes, we pack them full of everything that we possibly can um, in terms of tracking and charting your cycle, optimizing your fertility, whether that be through yoni steaming, abdominal massage, acupressure. If you're local to me, we can certainly do an acupuncture treatment. Chinese herbal medicine. It really can be whatever you want it to be in those 60 minutes. Um, and people really appreciate having an opportunity to start working with me and seeing what it's like and not having to really fully commit to a full program or course. Uh, these sessions are also really affordable at $100 um, for the 60-minute session. So you can book those. I will link the booking link in the show notes of this episode. And it's also on my Instagram. It's called an introductory fertility awareness method session. But like I said, it can kind of be any kind of session that you want it to be. However you want to use the 60 minutes is totally up to you. So I would love to see you in one of these sessions soon. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody that you think might benefit from hearing some of the information that was shared here today. If you're interested in finding more about me, you can find me on my website at rosebudwellness.com, on Instagram at rosebud underscore wellness, or on Facebook at the Rosebud Wellness community. Also, if you're feeling called to leave a, a rating or writing a review, that would be amazing. It really helps to get the podcast out to more listeners. Thanks so much for listening and until next time. I cannot believe that it is already almost Thanksgiving time and I am here making an announcement about a Black Friday sale. It just seems like this year has really, really flown by faster than any other year I have experienced. With all of that being said, I am excited to be offering my Confident Conception course at a $200 discounted rate uh, for the week of Black Friday, so from Tuesday to Tuesday. So if you are listening to this in real time, then you can use the code BFRIDAY23 to receive $200 off of this course offering, and you are enrolled in this course for lifetime access, and you will be able to receive all of the updates that I make in the course over the years, 
As of right now, there's a ton of information included in the course from everything from female reproductive anatomy and physiology, tracking and charting your cycle with the fertility awareness method, including information about basal body temperature, cervical fluid tracking and charting. There's a the chart that I use for documenting cervical fluid in your chart, a template for the Read Your Body app. There is information about tracking and charting your cervical position, improving egg and sperm quality, in addition to postpartum charting and pregnancy prevention with the fertility awareness method. So this course is really designed for women that want to go through the full trajectory of really understanding the fertility awareness method, are ready to get pregnant either right now or sometime in the future, and using this method for the rest of your life as well. So if you are interested, Use the code BFRIDAY23 at checkout to get $200 off of this wonderful course offering.